0: This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Find it now wherever you access your favorite podcasts.
1: They're some of the most hardworking members of the police, specially bred and trained to perform tasks that bolster the service's crime fighting capabilities. Police dogs, high value assets with a proven track record. So why are they seemingly treated with such disdain at one of the country's canine training facilities? Derek Watts went to find out.
0: Fearless, powerful, security dogs can be an invaluable weapon when bred and trained to detect explosives, track poachers and find missing people. Many owe their survival
2: to these extraordinary dogs a trained dog is invaluable i think we are the factor that's keeping them back they're capable of so much uh, their noses are incredible their loyalty is incredible we can teach them anything
0: taste claims started out in the south african police as a dog handler before becoming an internationally accredited trainer supplying dogs to war zones around the globe
2: Can you put a price tag on a well-trained dog? Putting a price tag is difficult, depending on the the level of training we've put into it. The highest trained dog would probably be an explosive detection dog, because of the level of danger of the work, anything between 8,000 to 10,000 US dollars.
0: And so we investigated why millions of taxpayer rands appear to be squandered in the management of these dogs. Watching these dogs go through their paces is incredibly impressive. I wouldn't like to be chased down by one or be carrying any illegal substances. They take crime-fighting to another level. And right now, we need all the help we can get. But there's a problem. A massive shortage of dogs within the police. The crisis has been brewing for years in 2020 at least 80 puppies died from the parvo virus at rudy Police police canine academy the police's primary facility for breeding and training and where all police dogs get medical treatment now two years later renata barnard a whistleblower with solidarity trade union is speaking out once again
3: almost up to three quarters of the unit the people doesn't have Trained dogs and even the novice canine handlers, they are waiting since 2017 for training courses. So they are uh, reporting for duty every day, but they don't have dogs.
0: The parvovirus outbreak spelled disaster for Rudaplat and shut down the state of the art breeding program. But that wasn't all. COVID 19 lockdown measures meant halving the staff on duty. And surviving puppies were abandoned in their two-by-two-metre cages. The best they could manage was to feed and clean them, not much more. No exercise?
3: Nothing. Some of these dogs, the majority of them are Belgian Malinois, and they are very active dogs, so they need oh. exercises. They need to be taken out four to six hours a day. But the puppies were never socialised. They were not taken out so that they can see other people, get used to cars. Nothing was done like that.
0: These dogs need hours of exercise and stimulation every day, so to leave them languishing in a cage for around two years is extreme cruelty, not to mention a huge waste of an invaluable state asset.
3: <laughs>
0: Unthinkable for a breeder like Laura van Veck. Her Malinois puppies, just like human babies, are stimulated from the moment they open their eyes preparing them for their future careers.
3: I'm not a trainer, but I do raise my puppies. um, So I prepare them for their trainers. We start picking them up, turning them around, holding them, dropping balls next to them so that they get used to all different kinds of sounds. Um, And from there, you know, they go all over the world, America, Africa, uh, Mozambique, wherever they are required.
0: Neglecting Malinois can harm them severely either making them overly aggressive or fearful and untrainable. That's exactly what happened with some of the police's puppies that survived. So, in September, the police dumped 214 dogs at the NSPCA. The public accused the NSPCA of not doing their job, demanding that they prosecute the police. But, De Kleck says, they inspected Ruderplot during lockdown and found nothing wrong.
2: At no point did anyone contact the SPCA or NSPCA to report any of these so, so-called cruelty conditions and lack of training that has been happening at Rudder Plot. If we knew that these conditions, or if we knew that these allegations were being made, we would not have hesitated to take any action in terms of the Animals Protection Act.
0: But it gets even more controversial. The police have been buying dogs since the beginning of this year through a hefty 26 million rand tender which called for trainable, trained dogs and breeding dogs. The police reopened their breeding
1: programme.
0: Dog breeding and training are specialised fields, but the multi-million rand tender specified no previous experience required, which to me, makes no sense at all. And the lion's share of the contract went to a cleaning company called Abida SA. That's right, a cleaning company, which already has a 27 million Rand government tender. Tenderpreneurs Phoebe Muka and Mohotsi Majila have no prior experience in breeding or training dogs. Rebranding themselves Abida Security. They sourced dogs by subcontracting well-known trainer, Tace Klein. Ibida charged the police three
2: times more for the dogs than what they were paying. That agreement was canceled by myself in March of this year. Why? The first one was just the unprofessional approach to delivering the dogs. You ask me for 20 dogs, you give me two or three months, and I provide you with 20 dogs. No kennel is sitting on 60 or 80 dogs and we would get these messages on a wednesday that we need to show the thursday 20 dogs and then again on a friday the deal is that
0: instructors must assess dogs at Ruder plant to see if they have the aptitude for
2: police work before they buy them one time we sent the dogs there they tested the dogs they failed all the dogs the monday they phoned me again they told me to bring back the dogs the same dogs because they've changed their curriculum or they their checking score.
0: Major General Hendrik Chauke heads up the Rudipla training facility. He pointed out that 20% of the animals that went to the NSPCA were public donations and that the pandemic had impacted the training program.
1: Due to the challenges of COVID, we were unable to work these dogs accordingly in order to keep them into the program as such. Now these handlers that we are training, they were also part of the operation to ensure that there's compliance in terms of the Disaster Management Act. So we were training minimal.
0: Confused? Well, so are we. And then the general went on to change his story. These dogs were not properly exercised, stimulated or trained. Uh, For about Uh, two years.
1: I disagree. Probably the information that you'll have been given, you'll have been given by somebody else that he knows better than me. But as a responsible person... From insiders? I, I, I will not answer to the insiders who are faceless. So, were they trained or weren't they?
0: Now, experienced breeders and trainers have told us that the selection process
1: is chaotic. I'm not sure what information you will have received and then what factors they've given to you. And that is news to me.
0: Meanwhile, when Tace pulled out of the contract, Abida asked Laura for all her puppies. And when they were nine months old, the selection process at Rudaplot began. But it was just as unprofessional as Tace had found. The seven hour round trip to the facility was costly and time consuming. So, Laura relented and let Phoebe Mooker transport four dogs to Rudaplat for the assessment. So, were you very concerned when she drove away with your four dogs?
3: Initially, no, because she was going to bring them back on the Tuesday and she never did. So, she said, no, she wants to retest them. And so, I said, okay, well, it's only four days later, retest them and then bring them back. And then, she didn't. Weeks
0: turned to months and Mooker didn't return the dogs. You can see the bond that Laura has with her dogs. So, not knowing where they were for two months, finally drove her to the High Court with an urgent application. Which she won. But Laura soon discovered that Abida Security had been supplying her dogs to the police illegally. Only Tace was officially subcontracted. By now, Laura was severely out of pocket. Ibida never paid to raise or transport the dogs to say nothing of the legal costs.
3: It angers me that somebody can come into this industry and just think that they can make all this money of somebody else's hard work.
0: Ibida's lawyers advised them not to speak and Major General Chaoke claimed he had no authority to talk about the tender. Our questions about the shady dealings with the beader and how much the police is overpaying for the dogs went unanswered. But the situation just got murkier. A cost-cutting order for the police leaked to us in our investigation shows orders to dispose of more dogs. General, how were you affected by the Divisional Commissioner's Command in October? Uh,
1: Yeah, I... mm Mm-hmm
0: that the disposal of dogs must commence immediately to save on dog food and medical expenditure.
1: No, no, this, it's not it was not directed to us, you see. It was General Muthala. It doesn't apply to your department? Yes, it does not apply to my department.
0: Chawakir seemed thrown by this new information. The document applies to dogs in the rest of the police. But the question remains, why would an already under-resourced department give away more valuable canine assets paid for by taxpayers. Our best friend's ability to fight crime remains unharnessed.
1: As tempting as it may be to want to adopt one of these prized dogs, know that they don't make for good pets. Following the production of this story, the police sent us another letter in which it said that the full set of canine specifications and prescribed standards are used by the SAPS assessors to assess the suitability of the dogs. Therefore, it's not a requirement that Ibida has prior dog training experience. Meanwhile, Ibida has found new subcontractors approved by the SAPS. They presented 74 potential dogs for assessment of which only 13 have been found suitable. With regards to price, which is three times more than that of breeders' dogs, the SAPS said they have no control over the price of dogs bought by Ibida from breeders.
0: Thanks for listening. There's more carte Blanche content to be found on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok. Let's continue the conversation online.